You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to hear about the Redress Design Award. This amazing competition has been going on for 10 years, and I'm delighted to be joined by Nisa Cornish, the executive director from Redress. And they are a Hong Kong based NGO that advocates environmental sustainability in the fashion industry uh, with an aim to reduce and also transform textile waste. Uh, in the fashion world because as we know the uh, fashion industry is the world's second most polluting industry after oil Uh, welcome to the program nisa and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon how are you doing i'm doing very well thank you thanks for the lovely introduction very thorough uh, yeah, doing as well as I can be. It's a gorgeous sunny day out. Thanks for having me. Oh, I know. It's such a beautiful day. And, and, and well, we're, uh, we're physically distancing. So I'm physically distancing in the studio. And, and I assume you're physically distancing in the office or at home. Yes. So we're doing our part. Um, but shocking to, to really realize that the fashion uh, industry is so polluting. And you don't realize that really. No. I mean, I think the one of the things that we don't think about as humans is that, A, every single person on earth except maybe a handful of nudists wears clothing so although you may think oh i don't participate in the fashion industry i'm not a fashionista you are participating in the fashion industry which means that it's a massive enormous industry that touches every single person and then the second thing we don't think about in terms of the impact of fashion is how much goes into making every single garment that we wear um if i can take a second to to give an example let's say a white t-shirt that you buy off the rack at any of the high street stores that T-shirt, the whole, we, we seldom think about the whole process it takes to bring that into your closet. And, you know, it, it takes a moment to spin it out. But bear with me. From the cotton, okay, the land, water, chemicals, time that it takes to grow the cotton for that T-shirt. And then the people that need to be employed to harvest it and then send it somewhere. The cotton then gets spun into yarn, which is then perhaps leached, dyed, processed. The yarn is then sent somewhere to be woven into material the material is then sent somewhere to be cut into various pieces etc etc the pieces are are, are, you know designed and assembled into a garment the garments then transported stored bought by a retailer and sold somewhere in a store all that entire process and then it comes to you and you're washing and drying and wearing etc etc um we seldom think about all those things that are tied into it that certainly probably aren't represented in the 49.99 dollars it costs to buy that t-shirt um and then when you think about your entire closet full of clothing and how much resource and person time and energy went into all of that it really starts to and then there's seven six billion people on the planet with closets like yours it really starts to add up oh my goodness it really is a multi-pronged problem then you know from from yes consumer mindset because of fast fa- yes fast fashion people are you know people shop online no it's cheap um from designers to the fashion houses uh to to the, yes. to the makers i mean how do where do how do you go about solving this this big problem. Well, we are going about it in a number of ways. We work with consumers. Uh, we do campaigns and uh, programs here in Hong Kong. Um, and we also have a program, actually a flagship program called the Redress Design Award, which focuses actually on one particular point in that whole long supply chain story I just told, which is the designers. And the reason we do that, this particular program, which is uh, actually celebrating its 10th anniversary right now, is because we identified at one point a number of years ago that 80% of a garment's sustainability is locked in at the design stage because the designer chooses what material it will be made out of, how it will be cut, what pattern it will have, all those things which eventually affect and impact its, you know, its impact on the environment, um, how washable it is, all that kind of thing. 
So we decided to focus on designers, and um, and that's one of the biggest programs we have now. It's actually the uh, world's largest sustainable fashion design competition. Congratulations! And as you mentioned, it is in its tenth year. I, I remember mm. back in the day, it was the Eco Chic Award, and we had uh, Christina yes. uh, come on the program to, to share with us. So, so maybe uh, tell us a little bit more about this uh, Redress uh, Design Award. Uh, what is the idea behind it? And and perhaps you can give us an overview. Well, the idea behind it is. Um, I, I, I like to put it this way. This isn't part of our official, um, <laughs> but I, I like to think it of is it now. If you mention it, of, yeah, it's supposed to. So it's a, in a sense, it's a guerrilla way of of infiltrating the mainstream fashion industry with sustainability minded um, designers and 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 people who are who are armed with the kinds of tools needed to transform the fashion industry. And the way, reason I say that is because we target designers. So we invite designers from around the world to submit sustainable design concepts. And then uh, we bring 10 finalists to Hong Kong to make and show the design concepts. And we just select a winner each year. So the, the annual award cycle is essentially that. But within that, we include a huge amount of education for those who apply and those who get through. And we also have an alumni network. So if you come through the Hong Kong, uh, sorry, the Redress Design Award program, you become an alumnus or alumna of the Redress Design Award. And that means you have access to um, all sorts of resources and collaboration opportunities and things that we bring, uh, which helps them to then become more successful in their sustainable fashion design careers. And many of the people who come through as designers don't end up with careers as designers. They may end up as buyers or merchandisers or, um, you know, somewhere along the supply chain where they can still make an impact with the things they learn at the Redress Design Award. So in that sense, we're growing a network every year uh, by the number of people who come through the award program. We're growing a massive network around the world of people with the sustainability passion and knowledge, as I say, sort of infiltrating the whole wider industry, guerrilla style. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, what have the highlights been in previous years? What did you learn from previous years to make it the guerrilla program it is now? <laughs> well, it's been an exciting growth for us, actually. As, as you mentioned, it's our 10th anniversary, and it did start as a relatively grassroots program. Um, Christina Dean, our founder, uh, found it, founded the program 10 it years, was with 10 local cycles designers ago. Mainly. It was with local designers, yes. and then we expanded gradually throughout Asia. It is now global, so you can apply from anywhere in the world, which is really exciting. Right now, I know this year we have applicants from you know Peru, Albania, Vietnam, Australia, across the globe, really like quite a wide swath of countries, which is really exciting to see the different um, approaches to sustainability and the different you know, design aesthetics that they bring. Um, so yeah, the growth has been very much uh, organic, but also because the industry is now turning its attention towards sustainability. So we've had a lot more exciting partnerships as well as, we, um, as we've gone through the process. Uh, so yeah, we're really, really pleased to be where we're at right now. And then of course, now with everything the way it is in the world right now with COVID, um, and the fashion industry, like all industries, being impacted. It's quite an interesting time and opportunity for us to um, to have a place and, and support the, the direction that industry needs to go in through designers in this program. Yeah. Well, Nisa, for some of these uh, designers, did they have a sustainable sort of fashion mindset to begin with? Or is it through sort of training that, you know, slowly uh, but surely that their designs? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, what's their approach to begin with? And how did your program sort of change? Yeah. Their, their, well, that's a really good question. 
some some of the designers who come through the program are definitely sustainably minded already. And it's incredible to see some of the um, innovative ideas that they bring to the competition in terms of how they make zero waste pattern clothing or bring certain textiles that are innovative, new, um, you know, upcycled or uh, let's say plant based textiles or waste based textiles. But also we do bring, ha- see a number of designers come through who, ha- who are just excellent designers with incredible and incredible skills who, through the program are then able to develop the sustainability side of their, you know, of their toolkit, let's say. We're really happy to be able to do that because there, you know, there's a lot of talent out there that just if, if turned on to the sustainability aspect can really make a difference. Um, so I would say both come through the competition and we do our best to groom them and train them and support them through, through the competition to be even more sustainably minded and resourced. And I understand uh, this year uh, there's also a People's Choice Award. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more and how can we get involved? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, actually. So at the moment, we're in the middle of the cycle of the 10th anniversary awards. So at this stage, um, the hundreds of, I think we've had almost uh, 600 applicants around the world. They've been narrowed down by a panel of international experts. Um, They've been judged and narrowed down to 32 semi-finalists from around the world. So 16 menswear and 16 womenswear. And those semi-finalists are now on our website for anyone to come take a look at their collections and their concepts and choose your favorite. So that's what we call the People's Choice Award. And whoever gets the most votes will actually uh, win a prize package of their own. And then from those 32 semifinalists, uh, 10 finalists will be selected. And the finalists are actually being judged right now uh, and will be announced next uh, next Wednesday. So the People's Choice Award, anybody can go on our website, redressdesignaward.com, and vote. And the voting is open until the 7th, which is in two days. So I encourage everybody to go check out. The, the designers this year are absolutely incredible. Some of, them, some of the skills just blow my mind. It's really fun to look through the designs and, and choose a favorite. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And people can go to the website uh, to vote as well. Um, Just before I let you go, can you also maybe educate our listeners? You know, how can we be uh, better at at, uh, how can we change our consumer's mindset? How can we be, you know, better uh, before we we shop? What sorts of things should we bear in mind? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, one of the things that we love to say at Redress is that the most sustainable article of clothing you can wear is one that's already in your closet. So it's just about consuming less and consuming wisely, you know, buying good quality. And before you get rid of something, just decide whether it can be restyled or repaired or altered to fit you better. And if you really need to get rid of it, how can you get rid of it so that it stays in use? Because, you know, everything we throw away is wasted resource. So can you donate it, give it to a friend, share it with a family? family member. Um, so really, it's just about keeping clothing, keeping clothing in use longer um, and being creative around how we do that. Well said. Uh, Nisa, remind our listeners once again, have you got a Facebook page or what's your website so that people can find out more about Redress? Yes. Thank you for asking. We have all of those things. We have Facebook, Instagram, what have you. Uh, all of the links to those accounts can be found on our website, redressdesignaward.com or redress.com.hk. Both of those. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. And that's Nisa Cornish, the executive director from Redress, which is a Hong Kong-based NGO that advocates environmental sustainability in the fashion industry. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you.